This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak, also Charlie Long running things at Master Control. Checking in on the LSU softball team. The ladies won yesterday. Right now they are up 5 nothing over Memphis. That is the top of the third inning there. LSU coming into the season ranked number 14. And gentlemen, we are just one week away till LSU baseball opens the season, defending their national title. Talked to Jay Johnson a little bit yesterday. And uh, Charlie, hopefully we can make it out to the ballpark this season. We at, try. Uh, with a game that's actually played. I'm glad that you mentioned that to Jay yesterday. <laughs> that was pretty funny when you were like, oh yeah, we we made we it tried, out to Alec Coach. Box. We tried to go to the Saturday game because I think Friday was the night that Paul Skeens pitched against Tulane. We wanted to go to the next uh, round of games, like the winner's match of the regional round. Just didn't work out for us, guys. But we got to make it back out there for sure. We'll do better planning this season, Jeff. It was kind of like a last-minute thrown-together thing. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a great time. I ain't talking about it. <laughs> you love commuting just back and forth <laughs> yeah. to Baton Rouge. I just love nice. the drive. I just love the open road. <laughs> that, that was uh, at least uh, the gang all got to hang out together kind of thing. It was more of the team bonding experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Makes yeah, a good sure, story. Sure. A lot of lightning, too. We got free cheeseburgers and, and drinks at, yes. the, at Alec Box Stadium. That was a great time. <laughs> Uh, looking at this Sunday, gentlemen, the Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and 49ers. You can catch that action right here on WWL. We are the home for the big game. You can join Scott Graham for pregame coverage that starts 1 p.m. Game time with play-by-play veteran Kevin Harlan and Super Bowl MVP and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner will kick off 530. Uh, we'll hear Coach Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Will they win a third title? Or are we going to see Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and Kyle Shanahan? And lead the 49ers faithful to a win. Super Bowl Sunday experience the excitement. That'll be Sunday. WWLAMFM.com and live on the free Odyssey app. It's pretty cool that if you are on the parade route, I know a lot of people will be on Sunday. You can still fire up that Odyssey app and tune in and listen to the Super Bowl no matter what. There you go. I'm going to be watching it, but yes. I'll, uh, I'll be home watching it too. Yeah, I, 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 had, to, I had a debate with, with my wife over whether Sunday was a parade day or a, or a Super Bowl day. and I don't know. I consider the Super Bowl to be a holiday. Me too. So, so that's why tomorrow, though, is my super-duper, all-intense you know, parade yeah, day. Right. Like, I'm not, Saturday's I, my I've, big one. I've become a person that has a hard time doing back-to-back <laughs> parade days. I definitely can't. So it's like, I, you know, I'm, oh, yeah, I go big on Endymion, and then I need a day off anyway, so it just makes sense. I want to talk to all you out there on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, 504-260-1870. Sound off. Whatever you'd like, just want to hear from you. Kevin in Marrero wants to talk about maybe taking a backup QB this year. How you doing, Kevin? What's up, man? Hey, I'm fine. How are y'all? Doing good. Yeah, I was saying that with all the quarterbacks that are going to be coming out of college this year, a lot of them are good mobile quarterbacks. Do you think that the Saints should grab one of those quarterbacks you know, like trade up or whatever they have to do um, to get one of them because there's a whole lot of them coming out of college. And Derek Carr's not getting any younger, and we both know that he's not really a mobile quarterback. We need one that can keep the chains moving. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Are there any? Is there any particular quarterback that you that you really like in this class? Well, Jaden Daniels, right. of course, from LSU is, you know, he's tops on my list. And that guy Rattler, he did good in the uh, Senior Bowl, um, but there's a whole handful of them, you know. Um, yeah. 
you know, you got J.J. McCarthy, uh, you got Bo Nix. You know, it's 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 like a list of like ten of them. You know, and it just seems like, you know, with Derek Carr not getting any younger, that the Saints should grab one of those quarterbacks while they have the chance. I yeah. can't envision the Saints moving up to those top tier of the NFL draft to to grab one of the you know, the higher-ranked QBs coming out in this draft. It is tough. It is tough because you're probably going to have to get up to the top five and from 14 to five. That's a lot. And a lot from what we're seeing in these mock drafts, man. It's looking like you have to be top three even. Yeah, and so (laughs) kind of that kind of takes Jaden off the table for me. If Jaden dropped and you're looking at it and saying, hey, I really like this guy, then then maybe. But I just – I don't see him dropping. I think he's going to be a guy that just – he's going to be like Anthony Richardson, right? By the end of it, we'd be like, of course he's a top four pick. Um but yeah, so you're like you're looking at guys like Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Michael Pratt, uh, JJ McCarthy, as you mentioned, um, you know Spencer Rattler, as you mentioned. You know, there, there's some intriguing names, but my question is kind of like, okay, do you like Jake Hayner? Right. Because you took Jake Hayner in the fourth round, and that's kind of where you'd probably be drafting this year. Um, and so I guess that's the question to me. It's do you how do you how much do you like Jake Hayner? Do you see him as a developmental guy? Can he be the backup this year? Because uh, if the answer is yes. Then I don't know. You know, if there, if the guy, if you like a guy and he drops into a range that is acceptable, remember the Saints don't have a third or fourth round pick. Right, two fifths, I think. Though they right? have two fifths, they should get a comp, right? So maybe they can trade up. But I, I don't see them necessarily being in being in a position where you're you're looking at it and saying, ah, yeah, throw a bunch of assets on the table and go up and get a guy. So I don't know. I, I think they like Jake Hayner. I think he's developing, and you're going to see what you have with him. But yeah, at some at some point, I, I agree with the idea. At some point, you have to plan for the future beyond Derek Carr, and I don't think throwing fourth round picks at the wall, with which is where you got Jake Hayner, is necessarily the satisfactory way to do that. That said, this team hasn't drafted a first round quarterback in what fifty years, right? <laughs> like since Archie Manning, uh, like they haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round, and I don't know if this is going to be the year that you do that. Yeah, for me too right now, especially Dennis Allen going into a season where obviously he's yeah. in a situation where I, I got to win now. I'm worried about more of protecting my asset and Derek Carr and also maybe giving him some more weapons. Yeah, that's tough because, yeah, you, you do – I don't think you're going to gauge the board. I don't think you're going to devalue quarterbacks because you're like, well, what if there's a new coach next year and who knows? But at the same time, it does have to factor in, right? Like if you're committing to, especially for like a trade-up. Now, I'm not talking about taking a guy in the third or fourth round. But if you're committing the assets to go up and get a guy, that's tough uh, when you're in kind of an uncertain uncertain scenario like this one. But it's a good question. Going to step away. And when we get back, we'll be talking Super Bowl 54 odds. Also some prop bets with Dave Mason of betonline.ag. Be right back after this here on WWL. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just T-minus two days until Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. The San Francisco 49ers, two-point favorites. The under-over set at 47.5 points right now. But we're here to get into some of the madness of prop bets. Happy to welcome in the branch manager of the betonline.ag, Dave Mason, now joining us. How you been, Dave? I know it's probably been pretty crazy for you. Yeah, man, crazy week indeed. I mean, it's fun crazy. Some of these weeks are crazy, but they're a drag. But Super Bowl is awesome, man. I mean, it's it's this, 
you know, it sells itself. And this year's even, you know, it's just with all the Taylor Swift hype too, it just makes this job so much more crazier this week. I was going to say, uh, I know that Bet Online has over a thousand prop bets listed. How's the process uh, in creating those? Well, it depends which we're talking about, right? Not all props are created equal, you know, for the for the standard stuff like, you know, Patrick Mahomes over under passing yards and stuff. We just go to our data and, you know, our all we have tons of data that we can come up with the numbers there, right? Um, we let our computers and not even our computers, but just what we know in our brains do the work there. Um, then when, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, so like the Taylor Swift stuff, it's, it's really just a, a few of us, you know, knuckleheads just coming up with ideas and kind of debating, okay, who's she going to be sitting next to first and uh, <laughs> throwing a bunch of names out there. And and, and, and I think Brittany, it should be Brittany Mahomes. I think it should be Jason Kelsey. I think it should be Mama Kelsey, whatever. And you just throw numbers up and take bets, you know. But there are there are some research that's done into some of these, like the anthem, you know, Reba McIntyre's announced. And you go right over to YouTube and start YouTube and Reba McIntyre uh, national anthem performances and a bunch pop up and uh, you go from there. You mentioned Taylor Swift, and I got to know, are you getting a lot of action on those prop bets? There's some. I mean, there's not not a ton, you know, not not like, uh, you know, the, the standard props. But um, it, there's some, I, I, you know, I think uh, maybe not the right market. A bunch of guys like us on the telephone talk about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Taylor Swift. No. But I, I know you guys, some, some daughters and nieces that might be able to help you out handicap them. They can't bet with us, but they might be able to handicap and pick us out some winners for you guys. So, uh so uh, maybe I have to outsource them to help you with your Taylor Swift props picks. Gotcha. Now, Dave, if you had to pick, you know, a few of your favorite props, not in terms of what you think is going to hit, but just in terms of the bet itself, what would be some of uh, some that stand out to you? Uh, as far as like entertaining. Yeah. What are some of the more fun yeah, props? I, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I I, I I posted one. I, I came up on uh, last week. You know, I, I'm a Philly guy, so I yeah, I love Jason Kelsey and and when he jumped in the stands a couple weeks ago and ripped his shirt off, that was that was pretty viral. So and he loves beer, right? He, he's a man's man. So I put up a head-to-head matchup. What's it, what's he gonna do first? Is he gonna chug a beer? Or is he going to show his man boobs? So that, that's, that's one of okay, so so just to be clear, you know, a belly is not is not going to qualify to win this bet. Ah, man, it's got to be his moves, man. It's got to be his moves. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff we're thinking about. We're just thinking about like, you know, what the hell is going to happen at this game? Will there be a streaker? Uh, then you have to have we have some cross cross sports political props you know what 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 will be more uh Christian McCaffrey's receiving yards or or Joe Biden's approval rating on on um March 1st you know it's just about trying to cross up everything you can and in as many props as he can the Reba McIntyre singing a national anthem but there's you know 20 props about that too what she's going to be wearing how long is brave going to be um etc etc uh looking at some of the in-game stuff outside of MVP and like first touchdown scored uh what are some of the other game related props that are getting a lot of action right now yeah the, the well shoot the coin toss is always the most bet prop. It doesn't do the most volume, not the most money, but everybody has at least five bucks on, on the coin toss. <laughs> so that gets the most bets, without a doubt. Um, what are the odds the, on that? The, the, that was a joke. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> heads is minus 1,000 favorite. No, um, <laughs> we, our computer algorithm showed it to be that. But uh, anyway, so um, the, the big players, the, the, the over-unders on, on their passing yards, my own passing yards, Matt McCaffrey, rushing yards, receptions, all that stuff. They they get the most, especially with the same game parlays now. I mean, they're they're the they're the hot ticket now. You know, everybody's promoting the same game parlays. We have them too. They're in our props builder where you can just parlay any props you you want and same game too. That used to be taboo. You used to not be able to do that back in the day because it's so highly correlated. But now you can you can parlay. Well, Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown with number of over rushing yards so those are all getting just insane amount of action yeah is that more popular because i i kind of appreciate that too where it's like hey i I just want to watch one game and if all these things hit great you know whereas i don't want to constantly be flipping channels so i do wonder has the same game part you hear that a lot like everyone's pushing it is that is that has that seen a pretty big increase over the last couple years since you know sports betting got legalized oh absolutely it's insane i mean you like pregame betting is kind of it's, it's ticking up live betting's ticking up but the the one the the product that's going through the roof is definitely props betting especially with a special assist from the game parlays and you can't i mean you turn on these shows on no matter which which tv show your radio show you're listening to everybody's talking about the same game parlays right. so you know that they, they just market them everybody's marketing all our competitors are just marketing the heck out of them so you know we get we're beneficiaries of it too so people like them i mean you know it, people have to understand that parlays are harder to hit uh, mathematically it's 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 not, they're not the best mathematically wise you know try to try to pick something straight up um but that being said you know you see these like wait i can turn ten dollars into two hundred dollars right yeah i'll give it a shot so they're fun right you just got to bet within your means like yeah, anything I, else. i kind of look at it more like like a like a scratch off ticket than you know sure <laughs> you know than an investment. that's right yeah that's why I call, that's what i call them lottery tickets right, you know right, there's right. lottery Here, here's one five dollars to win nine hundred and seventy three dollars dave just talk about where folks can go find everything i bet online.ag right Absolutely. BetOnline.ag. Come over and sign up. We got the biggest props offering out there. Everything from the standard stuff to the crazy stuff like Taylor Swift, 89 Taylor Swift props. So uh, (laughs) whatever, man. We got it all. Definitely appreciate the time, David. Enjoy the Super Bowl, my man. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. Dave Mason from betonline.ag. You can go check out their stuff there, uh, making any big movements on the game. Uh, For me, uh, I've been leaning towards the Chiefs this entire time. I just can't go against Mahomes, especially with the spread is so close. Yeah, yeah. I I still don't think this Chiefs team is that good. They got a great defense, though. That's the scary thing. Because this is like their baseline. To me, obviously, on offense, you have Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the NFL and then you have a defense that's a top tier unit this season so it just everything f- seems to fall in place for me for for the Chiefs here yeah the, the one that's interesting to me and I always look at it is the MVP because obviously it's like just one game it's like yeah Christian McCaffrey feels like you know you can get him for plus 1200 right like uh I don't know who, who would you pick for MVP Ooh. Because it's like it has to be the winning team. Like the losing team never gets the MVP. Yeah, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably take the easy shot. If I'm picking the Chiefs, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't see, know. See, but that's why I lose all my bets because you're trying I, to do something a little. I, if I'm going to bet on something, I don't want to bet on the shortest odds available. I like that's why I never win because it's like, well, yeah, that's the easy bet, but it's like, yeah, but it's, that's the easy bet because it's the right bet. Uh, but anyway, yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't I have like a golf. strong feeling either way about it, but so that, yeah, that's why. I'd, I'd lean into the Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Yeah, I always like look at it and say, okay, what are the best odds for someone that could feasibly win it? You know, like a Debo Samuel. It's it's almost always offense. Sometimes you get a defensive guy, but you have to have like a pick six. Uh, like I think James Harrison won it with the Steelers. He must have. It would be crazy if he didn't. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe Ben Rosberg. I, I don't even remember. I just remember the 99-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown that year. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like CMC. If I'm betting, it's going to be CMC because I just think that you're kind of just due for that vintage Christian McCaffrey game, right? And if he goes off, it's probably going to be the Chief or the 49ers winning it, and you can get plus 1,200 odds, right? So that's- the uh, just had to look real quick. The last defensive player to win it was Von Miller I with the Broncos. The yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Six tackles, two and a half sacks, and a pass defended. What you got, Charlie? Uh, going a little bit further back, the last running back to win it, guys. Do y'all know? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. Was it Barry Sanders? No, it couldn't have been Barry Sanders. <laughs> uh, man, uh, I'll guess Emmett Smith. It was actually the one after Emmett Smith. It's pretty close. Okay. Super Bowl 32, guys. Denver running back Terrell Davis. Oh, Terrell yeah, Davis. TD. Yeah. Terrell Davis won Super Bowl MVP with 30 carries, 157 yards, and three touchdowns. That is the last running back to win Super Bowl MVP. Now, it's not all quarterbacks. I mean, two of the last five winners of Super Bowl MVP were receivers, Cooper Cup, won it two years ago, and then obviously Julian Edelman won it five years ago. Uh, but then, as you said, Steve, the last defensive player to win it was Von Miller. And then before that, two years before that, Malcolm Smith, Malcolm the linebacker Smith. for Seattle, won it. Interception return for a touchdown, fumble recovery, and ten tackles in that game. Uh, yeah, Dexter well Jackson deserved. is in there, too. Yeah, Heinz Ward actually won it that year for the Steelers, which is funny because I didn't even remember Heinz Ward. Um, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's a different Super Bowl. Heinz Ward did win it for the Steelers, but Santonio Holmes won it. Uh, that year we had the toe-touch grab against the Cardinals to yeah. win the game, which I guess that's fair. You probably were important if you had that touchdown to win the game. I'd say we got a good chance at some some history here. There's never been a Super Bowl MVP that's a tight end, and with the top-tier talent we have at that position in this matchup, I think it's possible. See, it's tough, though, because for Travis Kelsey to have a huge game, it means Pat Mahomes is going to have a huge game. Sure, right. So it's going to be like, how do you give it to – that's why receivers are tough. You have to have a – you would have to have like a game winning like San Antonio Holmes for example it's like he won it not because he had this massive game he won it because he he had nine catches 131 (laughs) yards but that touchdown was the touchdown right so I think in order for Travis for Travis Kelsey to win he would not only have to have a big game but that he would have to catch a huge touchdown late in the game to seal the result and even then you'd be like yeah but Pat threw it So that's tough. I, I just It's very difficult to get past Pat Mahomes. But there'd be a chance for uh, Disney to have him in the commercial yes, saying, yes. Um, Taylor we're going to go to Disney with Taylor in involved. Right, so it'd so be like, Ted's exploding. How a pass catcher wins is if the quarterback doesn't really have a great day, but the receiver does. Like So if Pat Mahomes throws two interceptions, so it kind of rules him out, and then he throws two touchdowns and they go win the game, then you give it to the pass catcher. I don't know. Why are we talking about this? No, just saying because the tight, <laughs> the tight end has never won the Super that Bowl MVP. Crazy, so that's kind of interesting. That's kind of crazy. But, yeah, I guess if anyone was going to win it, Travis Kelsey would make a lot of sense. The uh, script writers would love that. Script writers. They always, yeah. Now, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of the whole script thing. Aaron, do you think Aaron Foster sits there when he hears the script jokes and just is like, <laughs> I got him. Because that's still funny. That clip is still funny because he's so deadpan when he says it. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, obviously, one week actually from today, gentlemen, 
is oh, one week, one year from today, the Super Bowl will be played in New Orleans. So look, definitely looking forward go. to that Super Bowl uh, 59. You know the other thing that uh, we just got a text about that is, uh, you know, if Kyle Shanahan blows another 10-point lead in a Super Bowl, he's never – like we, we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan for the rest of his life in terms of modernizing all these offenses and everyone's trying to hire people who have had touched the Shanahan scheme. <laughs> but and then you're going to be like, yeah, but every time he gets to the Super Bowl, he blows through double-digit leads. Do a live bet. <laughs> yeah, when the right. 49ers jump right, out to right, an early right. lead, do a live bet. You will get better odds for the Chiefs' money true. line. We just got a text on that. I, I think it's funny. Want to hear your Super Bowl thoughts here on WWL? Hit us up on the Oakland Heart uh, Jewelers Talking text line, which is 504-260-1870. Uh, seeing one of our texters there. If there's a prop bet for Shanahan blowing yeah. the lead like in Super Bowl versus Falcons and KC, like you just mentioned, yeah. I don't know if you had saw that. He was the that up. That's what I was talking okay. about. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when that happened, and he was obviously head coach for the 49ers in 2019. They had a 10 point lead in the second half against the Chiefs and blew it. Off the check, betonline.ag as yeah, we had to break the They probably have, have a it. prop on that. I would bet they do. <laughs> Be right back after this. Sound off right here on WWL. Checking out social media, looking at Twitter, uh, now known as X, the New Orleans Saints tweeting out it's beautiful at sphere las vegas right now it's spinning around they've been doing all these super bowl rings Mm -hmm. and it's the saints super bowl ring when they beat the colts that was what 14 years ago gosh way too long it's quite a while (laughs) yeah no i've seen that that's that thing is ridiculous that sphere i i was in there i was there in april i got married there last april and they hadn't really turned it on yet okay but it was just this giant black Sphere or bright, yeah, and then and then they they turn it on, and I had a layover uh, in Vegas. Um, I can't remember where I was coming from, but you could for see the Rams, maybe you can. Yes, no, okay. no, no, I don't think so. Okay. It was something else. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was my flight back. Anyway, it, that's not important. But I was in Vegas. You can actually see it from the airport because it's just such a flat, uh, okay, cert- like area that you can see this gigantic orb. Uh, from the windows at the airport terminal, it's it's something. But yeah, it's they're showing. It's pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, go on Twitter and look for it. It's uh like just the the Saint Super Bowl ring like circling uh, out of nothing. It definitely looks cool. Interested to see yeah. who ends up taking residency in there after U 2s done with their tour uh, in the Sphere. But I, I would love to go check out a show in there. It looks awesome. Yeah, it it looks like it'd give me like vertigo, which, hey, <laughs> which is a U two song. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know if you had, like, a dream band you'd want to see uh, maybe live in there. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I've been waiting. I've been pleading to the musical gods to give me Sade for uh, a jazz fest. So I'd love to yeah. see her See, I don't know. In, in I, I was having That'd this conversation fun. yesterday. It's like as I get older and older, but classic rock stays the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. what what happened? Where, where, where's all the music from my childhood? Why is that not on the classic rock stations? What do we call that? Where where do I find it? Where do I f- go to listen to like Britney from like 2002? I guess you still have to listen to B97. I guess so. I don't know. It just seems unfair. How is or, classic rock always going to be magical? Have Brit Brit, Brit on too? Yeah. yeah, I guess. I guess it's pop. I guess that's what you call it. But that's just popular music. That's not a genre. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure like Bayou's got Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all that. Okay. So that, that, that <laughs> makes you feel old when you hear the yeah. oldies. I don't know. Classic rock. I just Pearl hear the Jam. same ten songs on every classic radio station, <laughs> but it's not, like now classic to me. Anyway, it's not a th- like that's the song. That's the classic my parents grew up with. It is the classic. I, it, it's fine. 
Well, the, the, I'm not mad about it. The Pelicans have a classic matchup tonight against the hated L.A. Lakers. Uh, the first meeting obviously happened during the play-in tournament. Was not a great showing in Vegas. That or, game go, go does back not exist. Right, that one. But the next one, the Pelicans responded back, yeah. got that one. There's two more meetings. This will be the third one tonight in L.A. And I know the Lakers just played last night, so hopefully uh, LeBron and A.D. are a little too tired this evening. Oh, I'll tuck it out. Yeah. I do think it's funny. Like the worst loss of the Pelican season doesn't actually count because that play-in championship game, like, literally doesn't count for the standings. It was just a prize. And you can look at it, look at it more like a motivation of how we should not be performing. Yeah, I just think like the the Lakers just understood how to play in that environment, and the Pelicans didn't. Like I didn't take a ton out of that. Other than that, is the Lakers understood? Like LeBron has played in that exact type of game hundreds of times and that is not hyperbole it's literally hundreds of playoff games that he has been in. and that's what it was it was that type of environment right so they failed but you know you this pelicans team one of my big criticisms is they face these like contenders and suddenly they wilt and then they go and they face these kind of bottom feeders and they beat them by 60 sure right uh jose alvarado stealing inbounds passes up 41 <laughs> points against the raptors on garrett temple which is hilarious to me because garrett should know better Literally watched it happen in person for two years, uh, but then they then they go out to face teams like the Clippers and they just you know look like they're not in the same league. Well, they, they responded this time at least. They did. They went out to L.A. and they beat the Clippers and they beat them pretty well. You yeah. know, it was a the Clippers made it a game. It was close, but they never really let their foot off the gas. They they closed it out. They won by double digits in the end. I think they won by double digits, maybe nine. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's th- those are the steps that you need to see this Pelicans team make. And they didn't make a move at the trade deadline. There's a lot of talk about DeJounte Murray, and it sounds like... The rumor was they wanted Herb Jones, Yeah, huh? it sounds, like, like, oh, it sounds no. like that was kind of the <laughs> sticking point, is the Pelicans were not willing to put Herb Jones in that deal. Thank you. And, you know, as much as I like DeJounte, and I think that he would be a good piece for this team, you know, that kind of defensive guard, long arms... If if the deal was if if I have to pick between Herb Jones and Dejounte Murray, I'm picking Herb Jones. Amen to that. Um, for one, because he's he's younger, right? Like he's still developing, and two, because like they do a lot of the same things. He's just not as ball dominant. And, and I want like I want long guys with long arms that play defense. I've been I was asking for years for guys with long arms that play defense, and I don't want to replace the one I like with one that I don't know. Yeah, to me, you got a great defender, obviously, and Herb, who's been shooting the ball he heck of a lot better this better. year. If, he, if his shot hadn't come around the way that he has this year, <laughs> maybe you'd consider. I it. would probably feel a little differently because he has to be able to shoot. That is what Herb has to be able to do. Is he has to stand? He has to be able to stand in that corner, and if they ignore him, he needs to be able to bury that three point shot at forty percent. He has to. Now, if it's contested, then then you know he's not going to be a contested shot guy. But he has to make it so they can't just leave him alone in the corner. And he's been able to do that this year. And so that's why and, – and, and when he hasn't, when they haven't shot well, they get in trouble. And I think that's the, that's the issue. I, I don't think the issue is defense. I don't need another guard that defends that doesn't really shoot that well. You talk about not shooting well. I'm still waiting for uh, Trey Murphy to snap out of a bit of his skid. I had three – of eight three-pointers made against the Clippers. But after making them early on, he just went cold the rest of the way. And he talked about, you know, the, the only way that he knows to get out of it is just, just to keep sh- keep on shooting because he's confident in his abilities. And, man, I, I am sure hoping to see him snap out of it, though, because it's been a rut. Yeah, three for eight 
but yeah, he made those three in a row, like on back to back. Yeah, and then that was right? it. Uh, yeah, he's not going to stop shooting, so that's the good thing. <laughs> but sometimes it's like maybe she should stop <laughs> shooting. He had two games in a row. It was three for ten, which I guess thirty percent isn't terrible, but it's still like you took ten shots to get there. That's a lot of shots. Um, yeah, I, I just think so much of the NBA, the modern NBA, if you can make threes. If you don't make threes, you're you're gonna have a real hard time winning. That frustrated frustrated me as well because I was like, well, well, just just put Hawkins in, but he was he didn't even play last game. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it, like you still got to defend, right? Yeah. And I, one thing that I like about this Pelicans team is they do have rangy guys with long arms who can defend multiple positions. I don't think Hawkins is quite there yet. I think Hawkins needs to play more like CJ and. You know, to me, that kind of makes sense because CJ's getting older. He's going to kind of learn to develop there because that's the type of game that I need Hawkins to have. He's always going to be that dead-eye shooter, but I need him to learn more in terms of how to initiate the offense, how to have those kind of like, you know, nifty shots around the rim, you know, use his left a little bit more. So I don't know. I'm okay with it. As a, as a Jordan Hawkins truther, I'm okay with how they're using we got one more segment coming up after the break, then we'll be hitting the streets with Arco Cup for this Mardi Gras celebration. Coming back with more of Sports Talk, though, right after this on WWL. Well, New Orleans native and friend of the program, Stan Verrett tweeted that he has just landed and it's about to go down tonight, gentlemen. Zulu Ball and Dimian tomorrow, my first carnival in a, ba- in a while. Happy Mardi Gras, y'all. Stan Verrett, still the one of the stars of one of my favorite uh, Sports Center commercial, which is the the one where Drew is on the float and he's like, "It's too big. You have to back up. I can't get <laughs> through. It's too narrow. Oh uh, yeah, it's too <laughs> narrow. The gate is narrow. Yeah, still so funny. Like that's one of the best Mardi Gras. That was one of my favorite Mardi Gras commercials before I lived here. And now that I live here, it's like, yeah, that holds up. Yeah, that is pretty priceless, yeah. uh, and they still replay that one a lot, too. Oh, it's and, so good. That was the perfect time to do it, too, with yeah. Mardi Gras going on, so get on that ESPN. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Sunday's the big game. I've already said uh, definitely leaning towards the Chiefs in this one, even uh, uh, getting the points, obviously. I was surprised that San Fran was favored, but uh, just like them to win outright anyway. Uh, your impressions of this matchup, Jeff? I just want the Chiefs to lose. I, I can't. You're, you're sick of the I whole. I always root against uh, the the dynasty, right? Like I was, I, I don't know. To like me, I, I'm still bitter. I was rooting the against Niners. the Warriors, right? I root against the Yankees back when they could call themselves that. <laughs> so I'm going to root for the 49ers. I think they get it done. I think this is Kyle Shanahan's year. I think he's had enough of this, as much as we joked about the losses. Charlie, who you got coming home with the Lombardi? Can't, can't, can't do it. Can't bet against Mahomes, guys. 14 and three in the playoffs. It's going to be 15 and three. Kansas City wins this one. Thanks for as listening. much as I hate it. Thanks for listening in, folks. Appreciate you. Have a great Mardi Gras. We'll be talking to you more come Monday. Second guest with the Cajun Cannon and Mike to tell you about the Super Bowl. Have a good night and happy parading, everyone. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.